Well, hello there and welcome to the Confused Breakfast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Oh, oh. Well, of course you do, but I'll tell you what many of you don't remember, being alive when JFK was president, which you had to be if you saw today's movie the year it was released. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of your favorite movies from childhood, but not today. Today, we dissect your great, 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 great grandfather's favorite childhood movie. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, two dudes who are miserable, Perfectly wretched friends of mine, Sean Pryor and AJ Vens. How the heck are ya? Uh, dude, I'm we great. want a boodle. Ah, boodle. Ah, boodle. A boodle. Don't they sound kind of Australian? They sound very Australian. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, yeah. Probably going to be a lot of impressions today on the podcast. I think so. And uh, they might uh, turn out to be just Australian. They might. It, <laughs> it always <laughs> slips into it. I don't know how. It'll fit well into this movie, then, yeah. apparently. Well, that's fine. Well, boys, on today's episode, sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook at Every Plate, we discuss a movie that was the highest grossing animated film of all time at the time of its release, a movie that not only signaled a major change in the graphic style of Disney's animation, but also can be credited with keeping the entire Disney animation studio alive and should thus be directly credited as being responsible for all of Disney's animated masterpieces to follow. Aladdin, Lion King, mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, Frozen, and more. You're welcome. A movie that taught us all that if you have multiple puppies, you only have to name six of them. The rest are not important. We are, of course, talking about 1961's 101 Dalmatians. Woo! Well, damn dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the confused breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Well, if you are new to this podcast, before you can say Bob's your uncle, we're going to review this movie scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. So let's channel our great, great grandparents and try to figure out what the first time it was like when they saw this movie back in 1961. (laughs) Yeah, do it. 1960. AJ, we're starting with you. We have to start with you on this one. Please explain why. And then also give us your nostalgia ratings well, in this let, movie. Well, let's be honest, guys. I, I made a mistake. Um, <laughs> I And I think it's a perfect mistake in nostalgia. I saw this movie in the 1990s. I remember that, you know, you know the clamshells? Oh, God. Yeah. The, the, the bigger than usual yeah, Disney classic. clamshell. You can smell it almost. They're almost like somehow like a, they must have been some sort of safety option. <laughs> Or like something yeah. that, that it was kids, always kids movies. Kids can't chew up and swallow so as you, easily. You put it in the VHS, but yeah. also give them the clam show so they can right. play with it, so they can like sit there and just like <laughs> like Frankenstein. <laughs> Anyways, check out YouTube. Um, Sick. Yeah, no, but I remember this movie so vividly. I swore it was released in like '91 or like some point in the '80s, and then we looked it up, and Mike's like, "You want to do 1961?" I was like, "Okay, my bad. I'm dyslexic. Maybe. Fuck. I don't know." And uh, regardless, this was one of those movies that I I remember. There was a very specific point in my life when my mom would just continue to come home with um with VHSs for us with with tapes with um whether they be rentals or she would she would buy them you know and bring them home for us so we would have some sort of uh, additional entertainment you know while she has to 
come home from work and then make dinner for four boys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's really what it was. Um, Hopefully some, some way, somehow a cheap form of entertainment at that point, 101 Dalmatians is like one of the reasons like I've, I fell in love with dogs and became a dog lover. You know, I love, I love dogs that are my, one of my favorite animals. And, um, 101 Dalmatians was a story an animation that is like ingrained in your brain. I feel like, and it started, it turns out it started a lot of new animation for Disney. So we'll get there, but, um, no, it's one of the very first ones that I really do truly remember. Um, there's something about it that's, so calming yet so um kind of exciting for me when i was a kid i will give this a 9.101 well aj i think the reason that you remember it being out in the 90s is because it was re-released in 91 there we go which is See? when i was born okay um this movie and i don't know like when I saw it, but this is the first movie that I remember seeing as a child in theaters. Wow. F- my first movie going wow. experience was this movie. Um, and so I, I held it kind of dear to me. Like I, I, you try and think back to like, when, what is the first movie that I ever saw and when was it, you know, maybe a little hard to do for some people. It like remembering far that far back for me is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think movies are a perfect, like, uh, placeholder for time mm-hmm. is when you see them this one is it for me um yeah well, i mean it was blown away by like just a huge screen and dogs roaming around and having fun and yeah blown away i probably have to give it a 10 wow a 10 for sean uh you know i definitely remember i think my grandparents were the ones that always had the vhs's of all the disney movies mm. It was either all the Disney movies or it was like Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> and we'd always pick Smokey and the Bandit. Hell yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I definitely saw 101 Dalmatians, but I was actually more of a Lady and the Tramp guy. Okay. If you're talking about dog movies so from Disney, earlier. that's a little, little bit earlier. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody knows the spaghetti moment. Yeah. It's like this one was not as big of a deal to me, but it was cool the first time I saw it. I'm going to call it a 6.5. That Jeez. takes us to an 8.53 as a group. And nostalgically, that's pretty high, actually. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, 8.53 ties in the 12th spot with Just Friends <laughs> is how we nostalgically feel about this movie. Perfect. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes. Ryan Reynolds was in Just Friends. You're correct. Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds has serious Pongo energy. Let's be real, guys. Yeah, Come on. Hey, maybe true. I'll have a question later where we talk about like maybe modern day casting. We better. You know? Okay. Yep, you better. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got to strip away all that nostalgia. We got to talk about it with a modern day eye from here on out. So first, we got to get the important details of the movie. Sean, what do you got, bro? Produced by Walt Disney. Screenplay by Bill Pete. Based off the book by Dodie Smith. Music by George Bruns. Animated by Blaine Gibson, Ollie Johnston, Mitt Cal. I'm going through all of them. Get it. Don Lusk, Walt Pergoy. Art Stevens, Frank Thomas, and a shit ton others. No, um, I thought you were going through all of them. No, not all of them. All right. yeah. I don't have that much time. <laughs> um, but uh, directed by Wolfgang Reitherman, Hamilton Liskey, and Clyde Geronimi. They don't name them like they used to, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> the cast, even more. Are you naming a hockey team? Like, <laughs> exactly. what's going on? <laughs> Uh, cast Rod <laughs> Taylor. I mean, just like it's the most masculine name. That's yeah. what we had back in like the 60s and 50s. And Big Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Big Rod T. J. Pat O'Malley. Betty Lou Gerson. I mean, <laughs> Martha Wentworth. Ben Wright. Kate Bauer. David Frankham. 
Lisa Davis, Tom Conway, and Frederick Warlock. <laughs> Frederick Warlock. It's just we no one's names are like this anymore. It's always just like now we got Bryce and Tanners. <laughs> now we got Kinley. Yeah. Kinley Anderson. Braxton and Bra- Braxton Braxton. Braxton and, and Burko. <laughs> Braxton and Burko. Okay. Um, Somebody's like, well, that's it for me on this podcast. Yeah. I'm out. You can't make fun of my kid's name. <laughs> I watched a documentary like the making of this movie, and th- there were like Walt Disney historians on there, and I just found them so charming and funny. So I'm going to do it like they did. I love it. As soon as the novel 101 Dalmatians came out in 1956, <laughs> it was a smash hit with the kids and kids at heart. The children's novel was brought to the attention of Walt at Walt Disney, and the story rights were optioned and acquired the following year, 1957. <sighs> Wanting the project to be, excuse me, Disney's next animated feature after Sleeping Beauty, the studio got to work and hired w- writer Bill Peet. Writer. Writer. Peet stuck mostly faithful to the original Pete. It's a lot of teeth. Yes. Yeah, you got to talk yes. with your teeth. <laughs> to the original book, changing a few characters here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and combining characters there and here. Hmm. Hmm. One detail of the marriage between Roger and Anita, where the dogs mimic the act of marriage, had the dogs also reciting the vows of their own. Disney removed, the f- removed this from the script, fearing that the preciousness and grace of such a solemn religious vow couldn't possibly be uttered by animals oh. as to offend any religious types. Writer Pete sent original <laughs> author Dottie Smith his drawings, drawings and some storyboards of the characters and scenes. The author said that Pete had improved her story and that the illustrations were better than her book, giving her full blessing. When Pete came to the casting, <laughs> when it came to casting the film, <laughs> Disney was a sl- uh, has a slew of actors at the ready and step to step in and fill the roles. One note the studio did have was they wanted voice actors with deeper baritone voices to play the dogs in the film to give them more life and volume to the animal characters. Rod Taylor was a big part of this. Uh, was a big get for the studio to play Pongo, being a big radio personality, and whose final film role was actually Winston Churchill in Glorious Bastards. Wow. Really? 101 Dalmatians was the first full-length feature film to use the Xerox method of animation. Basically, the animator would draw the illustration on paper and and be put into a Xerox machine, and what would come out would be a perfect animation cell ready to be put on screen. This saved a lot of time and money, but also canceled an entire cell painting department at Disney. Mark Davis was the sole creator and animator of Cruella DeVille, inspired by Betty Davis and the actor who would play the character Betty Lou Gerson. There was an entire crew who were responsible for drawing the spots on all the Dalmatians throughout the film, which was perhaps the most daunting process of the movie. 101 Dalmatians was released on January 25th, 1961, and on a budget of 3.4 to 6 million, the film made 303 million at the box office and has gone on to influence animators everywhere as well as solidify itself as one of the films that built Disney. That is all I got, gents. Well, and just to add on to that, yeah. that 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 whole thing of they apparently the movie that just came out before this animated was like Snow White or yeah. it was uh, uh, Sleeping Beauty, Sleeping Beauty, Sleeping and it Beauty. was like a flop, the yeah, flop right. of all flops. And they basically said if this movie does not do good, 
we're closing our animation department yeah. and we're never going to make animated movies ever they didn't really, again. They didn't really need it at the time because no. Walt was, he had Disney World and Disneyland yeah. at the time and yeah. he was rolling in with just like uh, non-animated pictures as well. So yeah. so to think that this movie basically is responsible for keeping that animation going, yeah. which is yeah. huge. It's, that's a huge deal. Also, can you imagine being a part of that uh, department that they're like, hey guys... <laughs> We're not doing this cell department anymore. We got this uh, trusty Xerox machine. Conk, conk, conk. And uh, we don't need you anymore. And then you get a call back like the next day. And they're like, hey, we need people to draw spots. (laughs) You want to come back? Yeah, I guess. I guess, because you fired me from the other work. <laughs> yeah. You just get reassigned to spot drawing. Well, it was like because... It's like seasonal work. Like Yeah. <laughs> like Lady, Lady and the Tramp and films before this were like... And, and even Walt was hesitant to do the Xerox process because he was so enchanted with oh, yeah. how, how it looked with... Because people would literally just paint yeah. the cells and right. like hand draw them and everything. He definitely didn't like what this ended up looking like. Yeah. But then it made a bunch of money and Walt was like, ah, oh, money. Oh, I love money. Sanctity of marriage. Here's a dick in a kid's movie. Give me that green. Okay. So just to, just to clarify, when they say sell, are they talking about like kind of like drawing what the set is that these animated characters are on? Or is it like the, including the characters. It will get to that. It's basically kind of like uh, the background was matte paintings yeah, okay. almost. Okay. And then the cells are just the animation, like Xerox cells that they would One put over the painting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it, it's I still don't to get watch it. this and be like, how did they make this? I still can't like fully grasp it, but that's, it's almost like epic. Close is my understanding. Yep. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, up next, we got to go over to AJ, who does the research for us, gives us critical fan-related ratings and reviews. What do you got on this, man? Well, I'll tell you what I don't have is any sort of interesting, funny <laughs> yeah. intro into <laughs> the tomato meter. Gross. I tried, guys. Uh, I, I couldn't find anything red in this movie other than Coella's car. Um, but I, <laughs> I will tell you this. Uh, the tomato meter... We're coming in, certified fresh, at ninety eight percent. Ooh, ninety eight percent is tied for first place of any movie we've ever done with the Princess Bride. That is better. The critics are saying that one hundred and one Dalmatians is better than all one hundred and fifty plus movies that we've talked about in this show. Well, maybe they should have had one hundred and two Dalmatians in yeah. their movies. Yeah, they would have been better. So seventy six percent from the audience scores. Okay. Yeah. 7.3 on IMDb. Okay. <laughs> that is tied with Big, Karate Kid, Point Break, Dumb and Dumber, Starship Troopers of all the movies we've done. Starship That's what Troopers. the fans think. Yeah. Fans don't think it's better than those movies. It thinks it's the same. It's the same. Yes. Yeah, I would watch those uh, back to back. Yeah. Yeah, all of them. Yep. I mean, anytime um, I watch Starship Troopers, I'm like, you know what would be good after this? <laughs> 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians. I need a palate cleanser. Yeah. With some pups. Pups. Um, I'll tell you what. Time Magazine gave this one out of one. It is the wittiest, most charming, least pretentious cartoon feature Walt Disney has ever made. Whoa. Chicago. Sun Times. Raj. Ebe. He said it's a 75 out of 100. It's an uneven film with moments of inspiration and a fairly conventional tale of kidnapping and rescue. Is that conventional back then? Yeah. <laughs> Happened a lot in the 60s, especially in England. <laughs> this is not 
This is not one of the great Disney classics. It's not in the same league with Snow White or Pinocchio, but <laughs> it's passable. Yeah, Pinocchio is a fun movie to watch. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Have you watched that at all recently? <laughs> but it's passable fun and will entertain its target family audiences. I'm going to go on because I want to jump on over to our uh, exclusive. Um, what do we call it? What are, what are they? They're the uh, they're the they're just the uh, the twenty five dollar tier. They're uh, no, the little no. Lebowski Urban the little, Achievers. Little Lebowski <laughs> Urban Achievers. It's a new tier we got on Patreon. That, yeah, that's in our Discord. They they're they're sending in you know their their tidbits and their reviews. Uh, Luke Dawson sent this one in. I thought it was a pretty solid one, honestly. So I figured I'd read this before I get to the real fun stuff. So. Uh, uh, when the snow falls on Lucky, your heart just sinks. Spots. But seriously, did they think there was also just happened to be 101 Labradors out and about? <laughs> <laughs> You've just won gold, silver, and bronze in the Moron Olympics. Or, or sorry, silver and bronze. But who won the gold? It was Cruella. I don't have a specific memory of watching this movie as a child. But when our three-year-old was one, we went through a serious Dalmatians phase. I have seen it exactly the right number of times, 101. <laughs> when she wants to avoid going to bed now, our little girl says, I'm hungry, mother. I'm hungry. <laughs> Thanks, Rolly. Truly. I truly am. I truly, truly am. Truly. A true classic, quotable, beautiful animation, the music, best villains of all, the best villain of all time. What more could you ask for? Good triumphs over evil as Roger, Anita, Pongo, and Perdita and the 99 get their dream house thanks to his self inflicted hit if she doesn't scare you no evil thing will but only if she can get out of her own way a hundred out of 101 spots minus one for glamorizing cigarettes but to be fair uh this came out three years before the surgeon 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 general warned against smoking all right all right <laughs> it, it was it was he wasn't surgeon general yet he was yeah. like surgeon captain before right. he got promoted exactly yeah yep yep thank you Oops. well done um, uh, Bid Dow, he was also in our little Lebowski Urban Achievers, uh, giving us a review. Watching 101 Dalmatians as a kid, I enjoyed it very much. It wasn't my favorite Disney movie, but I watched this a lot. My mom loved it, so we threw it in all the time. My favorite scene is when Cruella is in her car and it shows her with the crazed look in her face. I would say I also enjoy the scene where the puppies are being born and the dad is just counting as they walk through the door. The oh shit look on his face uh, as he counts the puppies. <laughs> Nostalgia rating six out of four. Guys, Bidow is Wes Clark. Wes Clark. Yeah. There we go. Thanks, Wes. Um, here's some other reviews, guys. I just wanted to read the title of this one. Honestly, um, five out of ten. Imagine one hundred and one anything's humping your leg. What? Yeah, hmm. that's uh, very good point. Does that happen in the movie? Oh yeah. I just could Did- not get through the movie. Without thinking of something humping my leg. Did you not see the Ulysses cut? No. Oh, okay. Well, guys, this is a one out of 10. This is the last one I'll give you. This is probably the most important rating that I did find of this entire movie. Um, Stephen Chase in 2021 said, this is the worst animal-related cartoon. Whoa. And um, warning, there's spoilers in this. I hate how the movie is unfunny. A spoiler review. alert. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a spoiler. Well, it is, I guess it is if you're looking for a comedy that is a spoiler, right? I hate that it's not funny. <laughs> look, here, on, look at how many exclamation points there are on this. No. 
<laughs> and it was a one out of ten. There's a one out of ten. There's so many exclamation marks. <laughs> Darn maybe, it. Maybe you can see it. Maybe you can't. It's <laughs> not funny. I hate how that movie is unfunny. We got to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. They're bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. This is the easiest way to get into sports betting. It's low stakes. It will provide you endless excitement, just like it did my wife, who used this code last month and is currently way better at winning money than I am on DraftKings. She loves it when I have to force her to watch sports. She's like, okay, well, then I'm just going to do this. Last night, she goes, I bet the Chiefs score a touchdown first. She bet it. Guess who scored first? Chiefs. She won. I lost all my bets. Unreal. If you've ever considered making watching sports more entertaining and fun, this is your chance. I just checked the other day, and I've tried five different betting apps (laughs) over the last couple years. DraftKings, though, is the absolute best. It's the only one I use. I closed all my other accounts except for DraftKings. Think about the options for fun bets to make this Sunday. The NFL playoffs are rolling. I'm already seeing a few teams that look a little unbeatable. I might have to ride the Houston train. I'm just saying Houston came out and destroyed the Browns. I was also thinking we should start a new thread in the Discord. Maybe we can do some little little gamble bets. Like, hey, who do you like this weekend? I think that'd be a lot of fun. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code CONFUSED. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in New York. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources go flyers well boys a movie has finally come along where we can talk about one of my favorite subjects killing lots of dogs so i can wear their skin I know a lot about it. In fact, did you know that you need 99 young Dalmatian puppies in order to make six total coats out of their fur? Six coats. Yeah, it's totally true. But you first have to rip them apart from their warm home and loving families, and then you have to kill them one by one. You can really do it any way you like. You can poison them. You can drown them. You can bash them in the head. uh, You can use chloroform. But then after that, you have to use a really sharp knife to peel off their skin, and you have to go super slow. And if you don't go slow, like you'll get a rip in it and then it'll just like it'll it has to come off in one big piece or basically that puppy's is this weirding you out i'm sorry i'm just listening to you and staring at that leather face mask up there well listen if this is weirding you out you've come to the right place because welcome to the scariest movie we've done on this podcast and it's a kid's movie walt disney was fucked up here we go (laughs) yay Scene number one. In 1950s London, England, we meet a Dalmatian dog named Pongo and his owner, Roger, who's a bachelor. Pongo spies Perdita, a female Dalmatian, and her owner, Anita, and tricks Roger into meeting Anita in the park. Sometime afterwards, Roger and Anita marry and move in together. Pongo and Perdita are also eagerly expecting puppies when Anita's old school friend, (laughs) Cruella DeVille, comes to call. 
Just exotic names. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I love saying them. Huh? It's it's super cool because like you got Perdita and Anita. Get it? But then you've got Roger and, and you've got the anagram for Pong is Pompongo. Wait, what? Yeah, flip around the letters. In uh, for, I mean, for not Roger. really though. Pongo and Roger? I no, that doesn't. <laughs> I had to look at it. it. That's great. Okay, cool. Anyways, what were you going to say, Mike? (laughs) I was just going to get us right into talking about how the Disney music, like for any of these old animation films, takes me back almost harder than anything we've ever done on this show. Something about, I mean, basically George Bruns. George Bruns uh, was eventually, he did a ton of the, the scores for all these movies. He eventually became Disney's musical director. So basically, George Bruns, had everything to do with the sound of all these animation stuff. And like, I'm telling you, man, it just, it takes you back to, to a simpler time Yeah, when I, you were a kid and just like hearing that, hearing that go on in the background for this. It's just incredible. It is the most, this might be one of the most, um, uh, like hard hitting nostalgia intros for me of these Disney movies too, of it's, it's a very classic, Mike, you probably hate the introduction of it because it takes forever. It's bad though. But at the same time, like it's about the music and it's they do keep the animation interesting and that, like the spots that are bouncing around and I love the the spots that turn into the music sheet. Yep. Yeah. I, I I think it's it's masterclass really. <laughs> it, I, I think it's amazing, man. I think it's I think it's really really fun and somehow as a kid, like you're enthralled with this. I was even watching this with Harrison and like. He's like stopping what he's doing and watching this introduction almost more than some of the movie itself. Dude, it's I've, crazy. I've gone on record. Willa, my daughter, she's uh, one and a half. She will watch nothing but Miss Rachel on YouTube. She, mm. I want her so bad to just watch something with a storyline mm-hmm. and I'll put on like Bluey or something. She's like, nah, yeah. this is the first thing that stopped her and she sat down and watched nice. it other than Miss Rachel. So it was like, okay, we're, we're off to a good start. I just the love, intro or the movie itself? The, everything. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, she watched like 40 minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. With this intro, it, I, I like that the filmmakers are having fun with it too. Yeah. Like they're, they're just like kind of in on it. And if they're going to be working on this, because, you know, this was like what they acquired this in 1957. It didn't come out until 61. 61. Yep. So it takes it a long time to do these movies, you know. Um, but like in this intro with the music and everything, like you're saying, the blots on the uh, the music sheet and everything. That, you don't have to do that. You know, mm-hmm. this whole credit sequence is we, we talk about it all the time with movies like speed and stuff is like why the fuck are we still here yeah with this is just like i could stay here forever and then we just end up in roger's apartment yep. which is like the best bachelor life you could ever ask for just yeah. you and your dalmatian you make music and you just have the window open and your dog just talks to itself yeah. it's yeah. the best <laughs> yep i mean let's be real was this was this basically um oh man I got her grass is greener. No, grass is greener. That's not that cool. I wish I could go back to a bachelor pad that just had a bunch of uh, like musical instruments in it. When they show when they really show it, it's pretty disgusting. Oh, it's terrible. (laughs) And it brings about so many questions. I have like how how was Roger really able to get Anita? You know, like Mm. at some point, Roger had to bring Anita back to his place. Yeah. And she had to be like you. We live in very proper England in the 60s. You are a complete and utter slob. 
and I can't marry you. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you've been bachelors before. Like when you ha- you are a slob until you have a girl come over, and then you work the entire. You take a day off before the date, <laughs> right? That, so you can right. clean your apartment, so that you can be like, "Well, here's my place. Okay, we're leaving." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is fun. Hey, so, there it is. All right. Anyway, yeah, all right. Gonna, <laughs> we go to your place. Maybe yeah. let me go to your place. Huh? Um, yeah, it's like, hey, you want to come on over and see my cello? Yeah. <laughs> I'm and a composer. I'm a composer. It's like, oh, you're poor. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't make any money. You're a musician. Cool. Did you see the degree on his wall, though? It said, it said, uh, uh, bachelor's at, um, whatever the conservatory is. London. The music. Yeah, it was like, it was, a. Uh, Oh, I, sh- I wish I could remember it. It was like a uh, music smart. conservatory. Like mm. he's got a degree. He's in clearly it. good at he's what a he's doing. Good musician. Yeah, yeah. bachelors yeah. and being a bachelor. And by the Until way, now. we also we, we also see of, about how you know he's playing how many instruments. He's it, got a lot. He's got a lot. Yeah. And he's he's playing them. He's playing a trumpet. Yeah, yeah. That's in a different like that's a different sheet of music yeah, altogether. AJ, this is back when, before you had these people just hitting space bar on a computer and calling themselves musicians. <laughs> you're right. These you're are right. real musicians, okay? Yeah, there's no right. there's no computers and yeah. auto-tune. Yeah. That was back when music was real. You're right. None of this bullshit yeah. teeny bopper stuff nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Auto-tune and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let like, me, <laughs> like when Gore was a band. You yeah. Know? Oh, man. Fucking, when Gore, that's real music, yeah, man. Real music. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question. I absolutely love how this movie does this to where like uh, the animals are referring to their yes. owners. Yeah. yeah. Like this is one of my favorite things. Have you ever seen like the sad cat diaries and sad dog diaries on YouTube? It's an amazing account where the, the, the animals are the ones in control and the humans are okay. just there. Right. My so pet, I love that. Pet, Roger. Yeah. I yeah. love that. But I also like how they imply that all dogs are just like their owners, how they show all the women walking by. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that's the same for you guys? I think because I've heard that you start to look like your dog or vice versa yeah. in real life, you know, like that. I think there might be something to Do it. Do you have the same personality as your dogs? I don't know. Me and Scott are pretty similar. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. You've met him several times. Yep. So you guys, I'm saying like he, he definitely, I think we both have that. Well, I want you to, want me yeah but i don't want you to i don't want you to know that i want you to want me <laughs> i want you to come to me i don't want to be i don't want to be in your face yeah, yeah, I think, yeah until i have to go outside yes. i think i'm <laughs> i'm like our dog winona our, our girl that we have uh she wants love constantly and mm. needs to be you know validated pet, pet constantly and um but then also just chill about yeah. everything like gets gets a nail or like a screw stuck in her skin is like oh whatever so it, is, let me ask you this. Is if she, Katie Theo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if if Winona tells a joke and no one laughs at it, does Winona get really mad and upset? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, 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 when Winona texts a joke to the other, to Scout and Sergeant Meowstein, <laughs> she's like, stop. <laughs> you guys blew straight over it. <laughs> Like, has it ever occurred to you? It just wasn't that funny. Just no, that's fine. I just want it to be acknowledged. Just acknowledge my I, I am acknowledging your joke by not saying anything. Acknowledge my contribution to this conversation, damn it. No, it's, it's, no, it's valid. It's uh, fair. Let's not take what we're talking about too seriously, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. So, so Mike, are you Sergeant Yancey? Yeah, the, the only two things we got in common is we both wear black all the time, yeah. and uh, we have stomach problems. Yeah, He's yeah. been shitting all over the place. Yeah, so. no, same thing. We <laughs> poop about the same amount of times a day, yeah. so yeah, that's about it. <laughs> you guys cool. got. You both need to lay off the tang. 
That's taking that's, it back. That's a call. Ugh, that's an old that's, joke. That's, that's a deep cut right there. For those there, out baby. there that didn't know, I drank a lot of Tang as a kid. Gave me irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently Tang's used to clean dishwashers. <laughs> yes. Don't drink it. Oh, is it? I'll grab yeah. some then. Fuel window. our astronauts. Yeah. Well, well tomato, right. tomato. <laughs> Another question for you. <laughs> Thinking about these movies as rational adults are funny because the stuff you would never think about as a kid. They how how much time passes between their meeting at the lake and their marriage? It's oh, not implied, yeah. but like yeah. a week. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's what how how was how it happened how it was back, back then. then. It's yeah. like if I find one, I'm not letting this one go. Oh, exactly. Girl, talk to me. Let's get married. If, it's it's, if it's I, not like it's not like oh yeah like. Yeah, let's uh, let's like Netflix and chill, and then like while we're Netflix and chilling, and after we just got done chilling real hard, then we will then I'll just also be scrolling on my phone and swiping right or left. Instagram models, like that's it. Like that's what today is. Back then, it was like I have no other options. <laughs> if you have this, is my life. If you have the wherewithal <laughs> to notice your meet cute. Yeah, like we never get those in real life. Mm-hmm. We never have a meet cute with our significant others. If it happens to you in real life, you have to marry them a week later. Especially if it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, our whole lives are movies. Yeah. My wife and I, from the day we met until the day we were standing at an altar, we weren't at an altar. It was on a beach. Yeah, uh, six and a half years. Our dogs would have been dead. Yeah, probably. Well, or at least not able to have kids anymore as dogs. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. It's uh, I, I don't I probably shouldn't say how long my my, my now wife and like I to? were dating. Why don't you say it? Oh, uh, 11 years. Ah, yeah. Yeah. But that's because you met in grade school. No, met you made no, damn we, sure. Yeah. <laughs> AJ's like, we need to wait for a global pandemic yeah. before we can get married. And we should we should wait till the worst time to get married. <laughs> Let's to wait when my until, friends Mike and Sean can't even come. Let's wait till there is the possibility of of mass death <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and world like the kind of the height reduction. of it too. Like, yeah. We Let, just we want to usher in the goodness. Yeah, you know everyone's suffering. Yeah, we want to be like, hey, some, come celebrate our love. Let's do it. All right. But one more question about the wedding, though. Did you notice that nobody was there? No one's there. She's wearing black. Um. <laughs> And the dogs are the only ones where they don't even have they don't even have friends or family there. No. So do you think they just don't have friends and family, or maybe it was that the friends and family did not approve of their rushed wedding? Mm -hmm. Roger doesn't have any friends. Obviously, he's got to have a brother or like a buddy that he met at school, right? They both went to college. Don't they have any college friends? I think you know they they met each other, and before they met each other. They were just friends with their dogs. They don't have time or money. They're all broke musicians, him and his friends. He's like, yeah, well, you live seven blocks away, and I don't want to pay for a taxi. I don't have shoes. I don't have any. <laughs> I had to I'm eat so them. poor. I had to eat I my shoes. I'll be honest shoes. with you. I had to boil my shoes again <laughs> uh, and, and drink the broth. And uh, and that's that's my Sorry, life. I can't, I can't walk to see. You. I've I, I broke it. I broke a violin string, and now I'm really, really suffering. <laughs> Like, that's it. But what about, like, I mean, they, do they really imply here that, that they're, when they do get married and move in, like, that they're they're supposed to be poor, right? It's kind of implied, right? Yes. And, and then, they I'm say it's a very small, they're like, oh, it's a small, very modest house. And, we lived in a small, right. near the park, in a modest house, the first six months. Are, are they implying that, that, that yeah. they are poor? Yeah, because Cruella makes jokes about it all the time. Now, now she is a, a cunt, but at the oh, same yeah. time, Cuntilla. Yeah, 
Contella Deville. <laughs> That's it. And it's good. Thanks, man. And uh, but she always comes through and is just like cracking jokes yeah. about it. And but at the same time, she is just a she's just rude. So it's like, well, you don't have as much money as me, so you're just poor. They could be that, but they do make it mentioned. They kind of mention it. Well, oh, they're just really poor, and we're we're scraping by with our nanny <laughs> who brings us tea and cupcakes. Full time nanny and who takes lives in our care house. of our dogs. What? Like that's poor in England? Move me right away. Acts acts as our doctor and also our dog's veterinarian. Yes. Like <laughs> she's you you have money to afford. A, a dog midwife. What the hell is... You're not poor. Somebody's doing okay in that. Maybe Anita was like the the rich one. Maybe he, maybe Roger married... That's what it the, seems like to me. And then and then like it's implied that he gets his like gig. Like he did he... he he's like writes songs and sells them or something? That he like wrote... He's a, yeah, he's a composer. Wrote so a he, big song. It's like people who write for pop musicians now. Yeah. I mean, half the people that like... Pop artists now get a mention that they were a part of the songwriting process, and then you see seven other names. Roger is one of those seven other names. I mean, that's a big check coming to you. Yeah. Either way. Roger, if Roger were alive today, he'd live in Nashville. Yeah, he'd he'd live in Nashville, and he would be doing... He'd be doing okay, and he'd be, <laughs> he'd be like, doing just fine. He'd be at a coffee shop complaining about how many too many bachelor bachelorette parties come to town every weekend, <laughs> and how it's not the old Nashville. <laughs> he'd that also it used to be. He'd also be if he if this is nowadays, he would be divorced twice. Anita would would have been his first wife. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, he'd still have Pongo, but he just sits at coffee shops and drinks beer. Yeah, he in his <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> <beer in> the <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> And then See, the coffee shop that he goes right, to, he doesn't tell awesome. anybody With about. Pongo outside in the winter. <laughs> you got to chain your dog up outside. Everybody knows that. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, I forget. <laughs> you fucking, did you say you chained the dog? Sorry. So Corella walks in. What do we think of Corella? What a bitch. Yeah. Is this <laughs> is this one of the most hated characters in ever? In Not only in animation, but in just like cinema? There's zero redeeming factors. There's nothing. Yeah. All she wants, I mean, yeah, she's a bitch, and all she wants to do is <laughs> have furs, and specifically these Dalmatian furs, which is just insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's one of the best and most like cruel and disgusting villain mo- motivations of all time. She, you, she, she looks like a fucking David Bowie character, guys. Dude, this I've, is too much. Like, I have I have known people like this. I think like that have looked like this, and it like it's. They have bodies that look like the anatomy skeletons in your high school like <laughs> yeah. science class. Like they, they look like they they smoke camel crushes all the time. Cool. And they have Pomeranians as hair, you know? <laughs> like it looks like, like it's it's like the not quite shoulder length, but it's like she couldn't the find ponytail. two of the same color either. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Well, you can't like they're they're not. I mean, she's a cunt. We've gotten around that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sorry if anyone's kids listen to this, but you know better. Look, this is a this is <laughs> based in 1961 or 50 something England. Okay, yeah. they use that word liberally. Know what it is we cunt. do here? All right, yeah. we're just staying true to the form. But like they could have. Let's say let's take this all over and let's say that um, Rod, not Roger, yeah, Roger and Anita. Let's say that instead of dogs, they had two kids. Okay, and let's say they were they now have like. 15 kids and they're a boarding school and Cruella shows up and wants to steal their kids from them to start like a child labor like factory. Mm. We'd be like, oh, God, that's tough. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess this is part of the story. But she wants to kill Dalmatians, skin them, and wear their fur. And we're like, fuck you, bitch. That's a dog. You can't kill animals. Yeah. Like you can't you can't kill animals. You can't. And you even can, you can you can put a kid in a child labor factory all you yeah. want, but do not kill an animal. And, and then, life's life, you know. But sorry. But we're not talking about dog death. So Roger and Anita still have her come over and hang out, though. <laughs> Why is she friends with <laughs> And, like, even, even Pongo is like, yeah, it's okay. They're on to her. <laughs> Don't let they? her come over. They, they, they know that she comes over enough that the dogs mm. know what's happening. <laughs> she makes dogs scared. And do they that's, mention that's a bad person? <laughs> she went to school with Anita? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time out though. Like Cruella she, looks like she's eighty. She got held back a couple of grades <laughs> in college or something. Her parents paid for her to graduate. That's what happened. Yeah, Billy man. Madison scenario, but gone wrong. <laughs> I, I just, I, I actually, I'll get to it a little bit later. But there are some major differences and some things that were left out of the book, okay. leading into the movie that explains a lot more of the stuff. But yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. Sick. Okay. My friends, it's January. It's the new year. I want to tell you about my resolutions. Number one, stop spending money. I'm going to get rid of my nanny, and I'm actually going to try to save. Oh, wow. Number two, I'm going to eat better, and I'm going to cook more often at home. So luckily, our sponsor, Every Plate, America's Best Value Meal Kit, is here to help me with both, and you should consider joining me. Every Plate is going to help you save money by delivering affordable meals right to your door so you don't have to spend ungodly amounts of money on delivery takeout or eating in restaurants every day. On top of that, they save you time by allowing you to stop making all those timely, time-consuming trips to the grocery store. Time is money. We all know that. And these tasty meals that you pick out ahead of time are easy to make and are eat, are ready to be eaten in six simple steps. If I can do it, anyone can. You'll never stop patting yourself on the back for being the hero who saves your household money on top of becoming a master chef who makes delicious meals for your family. At first, I was skeptical about meal kits. There's no way that I could actually make these meals and have them taste good. Fast forward to last night, I made a honey sriracha fried chicken with a side of ranch seasoned potato wedges oh, and sauteed zucchini it was one of the best things i've ever had and i literally made it from scratch from something that showed up in the mail for me from every plate oh, their directions are easy to follow and it is such a fun thing it's been a part of my life now for like three four months i love doing it i know you guys do so please join us Get a meal for $1.49 plus $1 steaks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49confused. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem the $1 steak. Get started with everyplate for $1.49 per meal plus $1 steaks for life. Everyplate.com slash podcast entering code 49 Confused. That's a $110 value. Thank you, Every Plate. Let's move on to scene two. So Perdita delivers a litter of 15 puppies. Cruella shows up shortly afterwards, offering to buy them all, but Roger won't allow it. Time passes and the puppies grow bigger and enjoy watching TV together. One evening, while Roger and Anita take their dogs for a walk, a pair of bandits named Horace and Jasper break into their house and steal the puppies. Cruella is suspected, but no evidence is found. Do you want to play the game? You want to play the, like, let's say this was a modern day live action remake of the Dalmatians. Okay. 101 Dalmatians. You mm -hmm. can pick any actor, actress from any era and insert them in. 
Who do you think should play Cruella? Live action. Yeah, we're talking not just voices. Like we're gonna actually do this. I mean, Glenn Close was like she was well, good, just perfect. But. Did you guys? I'll ask you this since we're playing the game. Did you guys watch any of the the more recent remake, the '96 version or whatever? That's the one yeah. with, Glenn, with Close. Glenn Close in it. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Daniels, Daniels uh, Jolie. What's her name? Jolie. Jolie. Uh, Jolie. Uh, Jody Messina. Jo- uh, yeah, there. Sure. Sure. Um, she's also in the Patriot. Great movie. Um, but anyways, I did watch some of it. Very tough to watch, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Just since we're saying this, no, I believe uh, Meryl Streep. That's who you want to play. That's that who I want to be. Cruella. Judy Dench. Wow. I was actually thinking like a younger version mm-hmm. to go more with this. What about Margot Robbie? Okay. You think oh. she could play it? Yeah. Wow. What about Helena Bonham Carter? Ooh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah, I mean, we get we do get caught up in the idea that she is some like an older yeah. older woman. Yeah. Right. But she's not. She's friends. Technically with, they she's went to not. school together. She yeah. she looks older because of the scotch and cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. The evil. She yeah. yeah. She's she's yeah, she's definitely she's definitely got like a Led Zeppelin vibe going on, you know, like she plays in that band. But I think that I do think that even if she is like was a senior when Anita's a, <laughs> still a freshman, <laughs> like there's still a, a discrepancy here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but no, I think that's great. Helena Bonham, Bonham Carter, yeah. that would be really solid. What about Roger and Anita? Who do you who do you want to see as that pair? Because they don't really, to be honest, in this, they don't really have a role in this movie. Like they don't, we don't see much of them. They don't really yeah. do much. But I, but I want to see them more. I want to, I want more of their story intertwined in our in our live action remake here. Yeah. If I, I, I think I'm living in a different generation for the casting that I'm I'm going to be presenting here because my my first initial thing was John Hamm. I knew you were going to. Wow. Go there. I don't know how. Dude, no. that's a great pick. Yeah. I, I think we do this a lot when we do recastings, but I'm going Jake Jill or Jake Johnson. Shit. Jake yes. Johnson. Okay. Jake Johnson would be really, really solid in that. You're right. Just kind of like a where he needs to be animated, like animated acting wise. He he needs to do that, but he can remain calm as well. Mm-hmm. I like that about him. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you both of them. I'm gonna take two char- two actors from a movie, and I want you to just pull them out of that movie and put them in this. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams from The Notebook. Okay. Just take them both out and put them in this story with dogs. Yeah, you All can right. put them in there. You know what? Gosling could play this. Ryan Gosling is, is he could that play anything, different. But. Yeah, he is this more recent generation of a, like a Roger. Where so I, nice. I think. Good jawline. Yeah, I think my. Um, I think my John Hamm is like a like I say that's fifteen years ago. Okay, you know okay. what I mean, yeah, kind yeah. of a vibe. Anyways, and same with like Meryl Streep. Who are you going to partner uh, John Hamm with though? Mm. Who's his female counterpart? I'll I'll think on it. Sean, you got anything? I'm gonna go with. She's on the show uh, Yellow Jackets. She plays like the punky girl. She's got like the blonde hair. She might be a little younger oh, man. for Jay Johnson, but uh, people who know what I'm talking about probably know what I'm talking about. Shoot. I, I got to find... I'm going to go Kate McKinnon for the, the nanny. What about Christina Ricci? Christina Ricci? <laughs> what? For the nanny? No, for... Oh. Uh, for... Uh, what's her face? Anita. Yeah? Okay. No? No. Okay. You know what? No, Mike. <laughs> you know what? No. All right? How about Natalie Portman? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would do that. 
15 left. years ago, John Hamm with my, with Natalie Portman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Anita, Anita is out of Rogers League regardless. So. Well, and obviously the, <laughs> the two uh, guys will be Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's got to be. Uh, that's, uh, I figured we would all agree on that. But I love the fact that we get to flip them around, that uh, Daniel Stern is the, <laughs> yeah. is yes. the, is the, the mind. Yep, I like <laughs> it. The brain like of the it. operation. I think we would really enjoy that. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> I like 15 puppies, right? Yeah, is what they end up ha- having. Could you imagine? No, like I. We're gonna keep them. My, yeah, mm-hmm. my fiance wants another dog. Now I'm just like, I will move out. Yeah, yeah. I will be gone. It's me or another dog. Yeah, they can. Ha- then I'm not in this bed anymore. Yeah, like I don't. I can't sleep in they this will, bed anymore. I, ju- I won't be able to go anywhere. Yeah, this movie with- kind of glorifies and doesn't really tell you the true tale of like. Animal ownership, no, really? Yeah. No, not like, at all. It doesn't really explain that to you, which is why we all watched this as kids and grew up. And we're like, I want animals. I want fifteen. I want a bunch of dogs. Oh, you can just uh, let them hang out in one room by themselves, and they just watch TV. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Dope. Oh, but it's got to be a dog on TV, of course. Thunderbolt. Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I love Thunderbolt. Yeah, I like them too. The Do dogs you, will love them, obviously. Do you think like dogs think Thunderbolt is as good as an actor as Jed from the thing? Like, do you think that they... Well, they haven't seen the thing yet. Well, I'm just saying, in the oeuvre of dog okay. cinema... Right, of right. Do, of I am... What do we call it? I am... Uh, um, high MDB. Oh, uh, oh it was our no, dog no, no, it was uh, uh, Barkbox. <laughs> yeah. Barkbox. Uh, Letterbarks. 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 There it is. Letterbarks. With an X. Uh, yep. <laughs> but I bet they do. I bet they're like, oh, dude. He dude, seems like a great dog dude, actor. Thunderbolt. 61 Thunderbolt, dude. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> my He's hero. a good actor. <laughs> they tell their kids about like uh, when they see like an old Thunderbolt movie, it's like it's like somebody talking about like an old Clint Eastwood or John Wayne movie. Yes. That's what it is. Like John Wayne, oh, back in the day, you should have seen him. Ain't nobody crossed Thunderbolt. No, mm-hmm. no. So uh, The one thing that is interesting to me too that I thought on rewatch here is so like, what is what's leaving the trail of of odor smoke from Cuella? Is it her cigarette? I think it's her cigarette. Because I always thought it was her breath. Mm. Like when I was a kid, I always thought that's what they were referring to. Yeah. But then it doesn't make any sense because her cigarette is the one that like leaves this terrible voice uh, smoke trail. But like uh, Rogers smoke pipe is fine. Yeah. They never say anything bad about that or show any smoke trails on that. It's totally different, man. No way. It's totally different. You're smelting pipe yeah. smoke? If, if you, yeah, uh, sucks. Yeah, there's a sucks. difference between Everybody's smoking the- cigarettes and smoking a pipe. Obviously, we know this because if you smoke a cigarette, it's, it's real bad. Yeah. But if you, if you smoke a pipe and hold it, and yeah. it's sophisticated. Everyone yeah. has a, a friend who went through a very pretentious phase that's oh, yeah. like, I smoke pipes now. <laughs> And everyone, you're, you're picturing them do right you? now. You're picturing it right now. And you're going like, bro, no, you don't do that. You know, I do. I swear. It's super cool. It smells great, too, right? We're going to go outside for a smoke break. And your friend just like, <laughs> like swings up in a beef jerky bag full of fucking tobacco. Long cut. Like gets that like little fork they have. He's, yep. It takes him 15 minutes to even get like, one. Dude, puff. it's cold out. We're done with our cigarettes. You're, done, <laughs> I just you're done with your smoke break by the time he's getting ready to light it. Because yeah. he's got to grind up his long leaf. <laughs> like, you're just like, dude, like, give it up. Literally, the next time you saw that person, they've never used a pipe again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, and of course, you only see them one time bringing it into the public. Exactly. And they're like, nah. Because they got shamed so much because it's not 1961 England. That's why. <laughs> 
<laughs> and by the way, it's not the only way you're going to pull that off if, if it was like a corn cob pipe uh, in the backwoods or something. Yep, we're not there, bro. We're not there, bro. We're just this is this is li- we're in Chicago. <laughs> we don't do that here. The animation of the puppies themselves is super adorable, though. Like I can't get over like especially like the three of them on like the armchair. Oh, yeah. uh, like when their tails just wagging, watching Thunderbolt is so fucking awesome. I'm sorry. I'm just in love with Rolly. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's Rolly? He's the little, the, the fat one. I'm oh, hungry, he's the fat mom. One. hungry. I'm hungry. I mean, Lucky's the best. Everybody knows Lucky's the best. Well, he's, he's the luckiest. I like is it. Um, it's not spot, but what is it? Oh, patch? Patch. 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 patch is oh, he's got the angst. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, only... we've got, we've got, <laughs> we've got Patch. We've got Lucky, Rolly, Spot. Uh, Penny, freckles, Penny, Pepper, Pepper, Freckles, Freckles, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, ten, question 11, mark, question mark. <laughs> how many more? We don't, it doesn't really matter. Who are you? That's- yeah, th- there's only six named in this movie. They said other incarnations, there's live action film, TV series, reveals six other names, Wizard, Dipstick, Two-Tone, Cad Pig, Fidget, and Jewel, which still leaves three out. So yeah, just, the last the last three are named God fucking and damn it. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> they just ran out of name ideas. And it was like, uh, Cod Stick, uh, Fart Box, F- Fickle Burk. Fickle Burk, yeah. Like, we're d- you're just burping. And <laughs> those are your names. You're just burping. Maldation. <laughs> You know, like we're just God. out. Of, we ran out of names. It's, it's, we can't it, do it anymore. There's no more dog names that exist. Canine nope. crunchies. Uh, yeah, give me, give me that punchable face. Oh, you want a punchable face? Yeah. Yeah. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> I believe it was George Bruns who wrote this song. And I love all the other music in this um, movie, but I hated this. And I want to punch George Bruns. Oh, wow. There's like a shoulder. There's like a. Hey, 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 man! Why'd you do that? Don't do any of that. What okay? are you doing? You did so good before. Uh, okay, stop. So that's my punchable face. I mean, it's. I can't imagine punching anyone else other than Cruella at this yeah. point. Yeah, she uh, never really gets hers. If you think about it. Yeah, I. Um, no, I think mine is the. It's the uh, criminal on what's my crime. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, next time on what's my crime, uh, Mister mm. Percival Fonswater. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I would watch What's My Crime. Oh, right totally. Really? That'd be a fucking totally great show. We totally watch that. Like, we would make it a point on Sunday evenings. Like, you're just like, oh, get back for, there's the voice, and then What's My Crime? <laughs> we, get, we, got a, we got a hard out for our podcast. We need to watch the next episode of What's My Crime. We're, 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 doing, we're doing a live watch uh, on our Discord for What's My Crime tonight. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think his crime was, though? Oh, it was definitely, like, public masturbation. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> he, like... It's something like that where he like smelled people too much. Okay, well here like he would go up behind people and just like <laughs> and weird people out. And then he's just and then they'd just be like, What? Is that a candy bar in your pocket? Or yeah, they turn doing? around his cocks out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He's well, a flasher. They say. They say. Well, here's the clues you got. It wasn't a burglary. Burglary. <laughs> it, it was a violent intent, though. Okay. Uh, he didn't kill anyone, and he didn't violate a city ordinance. Okay. So public masturbation's out then, or so. <laughs> well, <laughs> not necessarily. Well, I guess that's violent intent. Is that a city ordinance? You think? I think that's a city ordinance. Violent intent on himself, depending on what he, how he's doing. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, zinger. <laughs> 
I don't know what it was. Well, okay, no so clue. so we well we didn't get it. They had they still had like seven or eight more questions for the guy. Yep. You know, we didn't have enough time to figure out what's my crime. It's very true. So well, why don't we stick with it? Ooh, here's a prop. It's kind of hard to pick an animated prop, right? But I, sure. I'm, we're going to assume that that this is real life, and you can take something from the movie, and it is a physical, real life object. We are employing the the Roger Rabbit rule. Yes, mm. so we can take it out. Yes, we can go into Toontown and pull it out yep. and have it. I want Cruella's phone, her Red Devil Jeez. phone. Mm. I want that on our shelf. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. And apparently, I only read this after I, I didn't get a chance to rewatch, but I heard the the devil face on the phone changes, like depending on what Cruella's um, uh, mood is, oh, and that when she's talking on the phone, like the face either smiles or gets really mad. Mm. Uh, yeah, kind of a creepy little devil phone. There. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I want it. I'm gonna go Rogers piano. Wow. Yeah, that's quite a. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to get down those stairs. Yeah. Well. Um. Well, I think I think I really want, um, you know what? No, I want Roger's pipe. Ooh, not so you want to be the guy? Yeah, I don't know. Not so I can smoke it. I just don't want anyone else to. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> like that's it. All right, cool. So, cool, cool. So, Good and move, man. I'll, like, hey, thanks, bro. I'm doing everybody. Yeah, you got it, man. Subtle way to get Roger to stop smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I care about Roger. <laughs> I don't know how you landed Anita with that thing on front, but okay. Yeah. Well, let's move on to scene three. So during a walk, Pongo sends a request for help to all the dogs throughout England. In the town of Suffolk, an old dog named Colonel, a cat named Sergeant Tibbs, and a horse named Captain hear the news and suspect that the Dalmatians may be at the nearby abandoned DeVille house. Tibbs is sent to investigate where he finds 99 Dalmatian puppies being guarded by Horace and Jasper. Tibbs relays what he knows to Colonel and Pongo and Perdita are alerted. Can I uh, can I say something? I don't mean to go back, guys, but I I just reread. You know, Perdita delivers the litter of fifteen puppies, and I have to say this. You know, leave it to fucking Walt Disney to have you know bad expectations of physique and body. Perdita just comes out of that like <laughs> an absolute <laughs> supermodel. Like nothing's like, changed on her. Oh at all. man, looks like Gal Gadot just walked out of fucking having fifteen pups. Like, what the hell is going on, guys? That's just that's unrealistic. It's unreasonable. The Disney yeah. vacation. Yeah, you know? the Disney like, vacation. Humans can't Tiny live waist up to this. And and you know, just massive dicks. Yeah. You know. You what? know they're all what? So anyways, so no. During their walk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, twilight yes. bark, uh, bark. Twilight the Twilight Bach. The Twilight Bach. It's the Twilight Bark. What do you guys think of the Twilight Bark? Love is this, it. Is this genius? I love the like world building that these dogs are all on a team, or like animals in in general, are, like all on a team. And I love like uh, especially what's the cat's name? The Tibbs. Tibbs, Sergeant Tibbs bro. It's like he's the MVP of this movie. Yeah, I, I think. I think so. I mean, you um, got you got a million dogs in this movie, but yeah, it turns out the cap the the cat is the real hero. Yeah. yeah, cats are heroes. They were definitely uh, 1996. There was definitely something against cats because they recast that as a dog. They're like cats suck. They, wait, they did? Yeah, they the the in the actual the, the Tibbs character in the 1996 oh, come on. one was like a was a dog. Yeah, get out! Yeah, of here. I get know. out of that bullshit. Um, but you're right, and I think my favorite my favorite character is the is the captain cap the horse. Yeah, yeah, the horse. I love awesome. the horse. Yeah, yeah. He's super cool. And then you've got Colonel, who's just like, I don't know why you still exist. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> why is this a thing? Why is why are we still we're still living by this ranking system, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. What's, like, who's the Basset Hound? Is that like the Towser? Towser. Yeah. Why do I feel Towser. like if you have a dog movie where uh, voices, you know, they're going to be doing human voices, mm-hmm. that Basset Hounds always have to be played by Wilford Brimley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no, no totally. there's no way. Like, he, he has to come <laughs> in, you know? <laughs> when he does that, like, I, yeah. I used to do that as a kid all the time. <laughs> and, like, nobody knew what the hell I was doing. They yeah. just thought I had a, I had a you know, a, I was touched. But it's yeah. fine. I was doing it with Dalmatian that I was, you know, reciting 101 Dalmatians. So, but Towser. You touched. Well, um, <laughs> we still haven't figured it out. Uh, no, but between all these animals and stuff, I, I don't know. The the duck is another thing. All these dogs or all these animals can communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. But there are, I feel like there are points where there are like birds and stuff that also should be communicating with like why not just why not just talk to a bird? Nah, that's totally different. Like we could just hey, oh, oh crap, we're in London. There's like literally nine thousand pigeons that could carry a message. Nah. You know what I mean? Nobody cares about birds. Oh, come on. But I do I, I wanna really believe I watched this movie and I'm like, oh, Twilight Bark. Yeah. I wonder if that's real, like what if that really happens? What if all the dogs outside, when they're barking, they're just talking to each other? What's he saying? What's he saying? Boy? What's he saying? Oh, that's bullshit. All the dogs in my neighborhood just literally fucking bark at yeah. nothing. They bark at air. They bark at nothing. What's in the air? They they just fucking bark. Dogs trying do to not, warn you about something. Dude. No, they're not. They're just barking because their owners thought it would be cool to get a dog, and then they're like, actually, we don't like having a dog, so we're just going to leave the dog outside all the time. The, dude, what if it? What if it's just like a gossip? Like because they call it a gossip chain. Mm-hmm. So what if it's just like tabloid news that they're barking about, <laughs> and it's a it's the worst game of telephone ever that just keeps on going like that, like or or maybe. It's like by the time it actually gets to Towser, it is. It's just like, you know, 15 pud pullers are fudge packers are are, you know, hanging out in a circle naked. And that's just what it is. But then what if it what if it's like that? And it's all just fart jokes. It's the dogs. Dogs are just like talking about their farts. Be awesome. It's the dog's version of a HOA. And they they are on the Facebook they page. The Facebook and they're like, did you guys hear a big? <laughs> Did you guys hear a big noise? <laughs> hey, I, just, I just heard a noise just now. Did anybody? Hey, what's going on with those cars down parked at the end of the street in the cul-de-sac? It's Somebody like, left their keys in the mailbox. Yeah. Well, Why Rob, are you checking people's mailboxes? <laughs> Rob will chase that car, and he he checked it out. It was, yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. So you're saying dogs barking in a neighborhood is the is the original Facebook message group? It's gotta yeah. be. Okay. All yeah. Right, cool. It's, it's gotta be. That's amazing. That's I love that to be honest. <laughs> Dog did, HOA. did anybody else's internet go? <laughs> <laughs> my, my pet said that their their internet went out. Yeah. They were trying to watch Criminal Minds, one of our favorite shows. Do do you guys know when the snow plows are coming through again? <laughs> I how, hate those. How come they don't? How come they they leave snow in my driveway when they plow the street? <laughs> Who's the mysterious man that keeps putting things inside of boxes outside the houses every single day? <laughs> Does anybody gotten a read on this guy yet? I don't know who the did, mailman. Did, are you fucking kidding? Did anybody else eat the pile of goo that was outside of nine eight seven? I did. I don't feel so dog, good right now. Dogs. <laughs> we moved into dogs. I get it. Post post Thanksgiving meals. Anybody want to get together? You know that kind of thing. 
Let's throw up for each other. I did you did you catch the little cameo though it, during the yeah, Twilight Bark? That's awesome. That's fuck. I never noticed that as a kid. You yeah. got Lady and the Tramp very briefly as the camera pans the street. They're just hanging out in the street, kind of participating. Several and, characters yeah, from it. Yeah, too. a couple more from from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, right? yeah. One, of, I think like the fucking rat terror or whatever that has like that. That yeah. that the machine gun bark. Yeah, I think that's one of the characters yeah. from it. And then I like think, you think he's the one that barks in the drain pipe or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then the bulldog in the window is also another yeah. character in Lady in uh, the Tramp. Pretty nice little cameo kind of there. Yeah, yeah. kind yeah. of fun. That's fun. Tarantino verse of Disney. <laughs> you know, I do have a couple more facts for you though about Cruella from the book. Um, the difference of her in the book versus the movie. In the book, they talk more about how her grandfather was the owner of the DeVille mansion and that he was a serial killer and that people in town would hear cries coming from the mansion at night and like how everyone in town would always have to like basically lock up their kids if he was ever around. Good God. Yeah. Then there were also implications that her ancestor was the fucking devil. They said he had a tale and supernatural powers when they came to Hell Hall to confront the supposed murderer burn his, to burn down his farmhouse. A terrific thunderstorm came out of nowhere, extinguished their torches. Then the man emerged from the home with bolts of blue forked lightning coming from his body. The villagers ran away terrified. And the alleged demon was never seen again. Obviously, I never picked up on this as a kid, but Deville mm-hmm. is devil. Cruella stands for cruel in like Italian or something like Man. that. So uh, also in we the were novel, so stupid as kids. Oh yeah, Deville. <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to spell that. <laughs> in the novel, Cruella has a white Persian cat she keeps for its value, but generally seems to abuse the pet along with all other four legged victims. Specifically, Cruella boasts that each time that her cat gets pregnant, she drowns one of the kittens one by or she drowns every kitten one by one. Her kitten body count in the book is 44. She's killed 44 cats in the book. When Cruella decides to kill off the puppies earlier than anticipated in the novel, her henchmen are unsure how to approach the task, so she suggests locking the pups in a room without food so they'd be forced to eat each other. This is this How does is, that help your fur coat? That's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's like, okay, so like Stephen King. I'm more, I'm more concerned about other things, but I just, you know, <laughs> Stephen King wrote it and he has that one scene in it where it's the sex scene or whatever that they all do to the one girl. And like, it's, it's kind of like this. I imagine like Bill Pete, uh, adapting her book into a screenplay and be like, okay, so I rewrote it. Uh, I took out a lot of things. I just hope you're okay with it. And she's like, I was out of my mind on opiates when I wrote that. <laughs> and so I wrote, I wrote a bunch about like killing kittens and, 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 devil. dog, and devils yeah. and stuff. I didn't know what I was thinking. Thank you for improving it. Yeah. My, my she children's story. She? Yeah. She's like, yeah, they improved it. Thanks. Oh. Thanks for literally fixing my story. Yeah. That's because that's what you did. And like there were, okay. So, Hey, we got this great story. It's called uh, it's called 101 Dalmatians. Oh, that sounds fun. We could make a kid story of that. Well, wait, 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 wait. Um, <laughs> so, so it's like, well, here's here's the initial like you know book. Um, so go ahead, take that home, get some inspiration. We'll get some drawings going, stuff like that. He comes back. He's like, this is not for children. Walt Disney read this. Did you take it to him? He's like, oh yeah, he loved it. 
He loved that book. Oh, actually, that checks out. No, that that makes a lot of sense. He wanted a little bit like more adult, like penis and vagina stuff, but uh, it's fine. You know? But 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 you just, uh-huh. we'll just hide that. We'll hide that somewhere in there. <laughs> it's like yeah. Oh well, what what parts are brought up into question? Well, the kitten drowning—that's kind of you know, it's kind of out there. It's like yeah, we could skirt around that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, we can skirt around it by not including. It. How about that? <laughs> This is psychotic yeah. behavior. It's still the whole thing's still psychotic. Like we're we're arriving in this. They're implying that they're gonna they're gonna kill every one of these puppies and skin them and skin them and pull their skin off. So in a kids movie. And just an FYI, um, you know, but then back in my day, we didn't have these video games to melt <laughs> our brain. We just had 101 Dalmatians the book to to just promote animal cruelty. I do. I do want to see like the prequel that her father is a serial killer. Okay, dude, oh, yeah. fucking. Awesome. I want to see that really bad. Like just in that town, it seems like get uh, Batman Tim Burton. Okay, to do this movie and cast all his Burton I'd be people into that. and okay. do uh, Deville's father. Whatever. Just a Danny Deville Elfman Senior. score. Yeah, yeah. Deville Senior. Yeah, I love it. I want De- that. Devil Senior. Oh man. Well, let's move on to scene four. Cruella arrives and instructs Horace and Jasper to kill the dogs and skin them. Before they can, Tibbs rescues all of them after a crazy chase through the mansion. Pongo and Perdita arrive and begin to guide all the puppies back home to London. It's a long trek, and they make a stop at an old dairy barn while avoiding Cruella and her henchmen. Mm. I mean, we already talked about Tibbs being the hero here. Tibbs risks his, his, his life. I mean, he does have nine lives, but he risks at least one of them. Yeah. Trying to save these stupid dogs that don't even know that they're in trouble at this point. Yeah. So we know Tibbs is is the hero, but this begins my really long journey of like anxiety watching this movie. My yeah. wife even mentioned it. the The idea of this this chase scene and then everyone escaping the house and then everyone going on this long journey. There's no fucking way you could possibly keep track of all ninety nine of them. Yeah. They're not going to all make it. No. And and it like I get really anxious watching the end of this Dude, movie. We we've all seen like YouTube videos of like seven ducklings trying to cross a highway and <laughs> and they fall down a gutter. Yeah. Like it, they're not gonna make it. No, right? There's no way that all these animals are are competent, if you will. By the way, we now have we now see all 99 puppies, and Cruella Deville. Went out and just like scoured all the pet shops and bought them all legally, yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm not saying what she's doing is justified, but she couldn't just go out and find 15 more that she needed instead nope. of like, oh, no, I'm just going to, I'm literally going to commit like. Sorry, the 74 is all crime. we have in town. Oh, I, I need these ones from the people that I know. <laughs> that I know who know that I want them for weird reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better option. <laughs> well, and like it, I, I agree with you that it is like kind of an anxiety-inducing segment too, because we're like, there's 99 dogs or 99 puppies, I guess, and then like, yeah, like what if one gets lost or something? Because then I also worry about the hungry one, and I'm like, he will do anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, about to become Lord of the Flies. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's really good that they got to the fucking uh, cow barn or whatever to get fed because I I'm not so sure about him because all he said was, "Mom, I'm hungry," yeah. until he's not hungry. It's the only line he had. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it would have turned into mom I'm hungry I fucking told you I'm hungry <laughs> yeah. I, mom I'm not hungry anymore <laughs> oh my god don't worry I, uh, about me I was so hungry I ended up eating the one that they called sprinkles like <laughs> don't worry call, I ate one that didn't have a name <laughs> yeah, I, I ate one without a collar so it wasn't you know, lucky I, so I didn't choke on it like <laughs> patches is cute we all love patches oh, we all love patches Ooh. oh man <laughs> <laughs> did, did you hear too that the scene where the puppies are are in the dairy barn and they're they're suckling on the cows' teats? Yeah, that um, at Can you the time say that one more time and suck kind of draw it out okay. a little bit. Suckling on the cows' teats. Ooh, Thank you. Okay, good. Uh, at the time of its release, it was deemed inappropriate for a children's film, and there were protests about this scene. Oh my god! Free the nipple. All right. Yeah. Just let it be. Let it hang. Let it get sucked. Yeah. I love it. It's but, fine. You know, it also brought me to the point where, you know, human beings are the only species that drinks another species milk. Uh, you know, so it's kind of weird that these dogs would want to drink the milk of another species like True. humans. They, True. you know, we're the only ones that do that. Well, it's also weird that us as humans are the only ones who necessarily drink other animals milk are upset that another animal is drinking another animal's milk yeah, yeah. boy it doesn't doesn't really stack up for an argument it's just it's <laughs> like they're i feel like it's just like they're repressed it's they're they're uncomfortable with the thoughts that it gives them yeah, personally. yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah because they're like oh a hanging phallic thing that they're sucking on it makes me think of something Oh, oh, I see what's going on. Like, it's like, that's not what's going on. That's oh. where your perverted head goes. <laughs> Wait a second. And I filled in the blanks. Yeah, you're offended by yeah, your own well, thoughts, yeah. you fucking idiot. Oh, no, but it would have been a lot better if it just would have been like some some leftovers from the milk truck that drove through earlier totally that different. day. Yeah. And we've knocked over the bottles, and now you can That came drink straight them. from the cow. That came straight from the cow that <laughs> we we're can, sitting next to. We can to. Uh, delete the tits. If we, what, if we, what if we say, oh, do they like warm milk? We just uh, had, um, it, had it expressed earlier this morning. It's in a it's salsa. Like, what? <laughs> it's in a salsa. Yeah. Oh. Let us pour it out for you. If, yeah, they're, if they were mad here. about this in 1961-62, wait till Woodstock comes Damn. around. You're, wait till the free love movement. Your kids are titties everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait man. till that. Yeah. Wait just. till your daughter starts sucking cocks Oh, right. wow. They're doing it. Oh, wow. They're doing it. I was going to actually imply uh. that maybe we try to make this like a non... Like, we try to be very G-rated on this because the movie is. Yeah. And then I was like, why would, I, why would we do that? Why would we do that? Why would we allow that? I don't that? think we could... Ha we, we could try. We, I don't think we could did, even try to Did do you that. see how that one cow, how big the fucking udder was? Yeah, Ooh. dude. Looking pretty they good. They needed to get milked, am I oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Look at those oh. udders. We could do, we could uh. do a family-friendly version, but just like cut out this part or just like leave like you know put like bars over our mouths in no. the audio and <laughs> i truly am more disturbed by the person who's who's I upset know. about that's like, what i'm saying oh the udder it's like what are your thoughts about these udders that are making it so bad for you it's a cow we milk the cows like this is what happens you're the fact that you're disturbed by it is more disturbing it's so so backwards man oh geez um the collie, I think the collie might be my most lovable face of this whole thing, though. You think so? Yeah, he's uh, like that. Is that the one that were he gets them out from uh, Pongo? Pongo. Like he, he he gets them to uh, the he dairy. He gets barn. them to the dairy. Okay. He gets them to the dairy barn. He's not the Labrador. That, no, no, Labrador's okay, no. coming up. Labrador's coming up. Yeah, the the collie is. Um, turn, okay, and yeah. was actually voiced by the same guy who did the What's My Crime. Nice. Um, oh, host all right. As well. Same, 
again, like, I'm just, you're such a stupid kid. Like, you just don't recognize these things ever. No. Um, whether they're obvious or not, I'm not saying it is. But anyways, but he's my most lovable face, I think. That the, collie the, is... Really? Yeah, I think so. I think that, that dog is that dog's pretty, pretty, pretty lit, dude. I think mine's whatever that... Whatever puppy ends up being the one that basically lays down and goes, that's it for me in the snow. Oh, lucky. <laughs> is that lucky? That's lucky. <laughs> like... I feel so sad for that puppy. You want to go adopt that puppy. Yeah, and then when they all have to turn around, yeah, yeah. and now they're going back into the wind, and they're going, mm. yeah. like, I mean, that's how I was last night shoveling my driveway. I yeah. know. Uh, I know. It is minus nine degrees here in Iowa, by the way. I, and I, I gave so up I after felt the, that. I gave up after the third time in one day. Yep. Um, it was really, really rough. It's, it's now up to my chest on the sides of my Hot. driveway. Nice. Um, Covers your tits. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but not the mil- not the cow tits. Nope. Can't be thinking about that. Oh man, don't Can't think about that. About That's different white stuff. <laughs> um, the the other I know, right? We're just trying to tie it together, guys. The uh, but when they are turning around and stuff, careful. They are turning around, and you see those puppies like turning into the wind. So sad. It's really really sad. And Pongo sets down Lucky for a moment. He's like, "Hey, Kali, like just." Keep an eye on him. He's about to literally freeze to death. He runs up. He's like, Purdy, Purdy, this way. And he comes back, and the collie left him alone. <laughs> and he's just like, you just left him again? Like, he's going to die. He's going to die. Will you wrap him in your furry bosom, please? <laughs> God. And that actually does call up into effect. Like, I don't feel like Dalmatian, Dalmatian is a very short fur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonna make, this isn't going to make for a good fur coat here. Yeah. No. You got to pick like golden retrievers and Labradors and stuff like that. Maybe like, it's just yeah. the look of it. it oh, must, okay. Well, look. It's, it's winter right now. She's preparing for her spring line. That's right. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. gotcha. These are light spring jackets. <laughs> We're looking for light spring jackets. In I want to wear fur, but in the spring. <laughs> you want something like a Dalmatian or a Visla. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Ooh. Or a chinchilla. Yeah. <laughs> chinchilla. <laughs> Well, boys, you want to move on to the final scene? This is scene five. The next day, a Labrador shows them a moving truck that they can hitch a ride on. They hide from Cruella by covering themselves in soot to look like Labradors. Cruella chases them and is run off the road after a long chase. Pongo, Perdita, and all 99 puppies arrive home. Roger's overjoyed and much to Anita's worry, decides to keep them all with plans to move to the country and start a Dalmatian plantation imagination extravaganza. Okay, we'll get to that. That doesn't rhyme. Um, I do I, like they in the documentary that I watched. They brought up how they did like the cars moving, and so they pretty much like. And I'm still not. I still don't it fully grasp it. But they basically made like these full models of these cars, like you know, tangible models in real life, mm. not animation. Oh, and, and uh, they like they, traced them. Yeah, like kind of almost like three D printed them. Like nowadays, it was what okay. they would do. Um, but they built them and they put them on these like black uh, like pieces of felt and would make they would pull the felt and make the the wheels move. And so they just kind of did that and then like put the animation cells over that. Wow. Pretty much uh, weird. And so like that brings me to also the backgrounds of all the of of the whole movie because every, anything moving is like all, obviously an animation. Anything that's kind of uh, stagnant and uh, static, just sitting there, um, is like a painting. Is is like all like a matte right. painting that someone did. A lot of a lot of people did. A big one, right? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they would just put those cells over that. It's just like the art is. It's there's so much art. Literally just like painting and, and drawing and animating in this whole hour and 21 minute movie, yep. you know, 
It's it's staggering. I read it was like six million frames. It's like crazy. Six million cells were drawn. It's a it for was this. it was a crazy amount of drawing. And by the way, you have to think about the easiest thing to overlook in this is right in the title. They are drawing also Dalmatians. Yeah, they have to draw those spots every single frame. Jesus. They said they had a whole crew just for spots. Exactly. And and I think that they ended up, somebody ended up counting that. It was something about the spots, too. They ended up counting how many spots there were. And like on average in a frame, there was like a hundred and some spots Mm -hmm. on average. Insane. And and like for them to have to constantly be redoing that and and, and working their way through not to miss something, because you don't. It's something that you would notice if it happened, if they missed something. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was an average of like 15 spots a dog uh, for 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 the puppies. And I think it was like thir- double that for the adult uh, dogs. Well, that's the beauty of it is that every you'd see those frames where there were a lot of dogs in it and they, they were all the exact same dog. Yeah. Xeroxed copy. Yeah. They looked the exact same. But then that's the genius of it because they're Dalmatians change the spots around yeah and it's a different dog even it's though the outline of that dog is the exact same as the one next to it change the spots good it's a different except dog. for maybe yeah. the chubby one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you always know what that <laughs> one is hey, yeah. it's always a chubby one yeah. <laughs> come on fat boy hey. Hey. You know, that's, um that's they, cool. they they wasn't they didn't want them to be like all the way white too because they wanted uh, them, yeah because it was going to be in the snow a lot of it they didn't want them to not show up on screen so they're like an off Maybe eggshell white. Ooh, so an eggshell. Yeah, mm, a soft like eggshell. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah like absolutely. No, that's true. But they had to use like the, the. They said that they used like, oh man, how many gallons of ink? It's like literally. I, I say that literally. Tons of ink to draw these dogs and draw the sets and put everything together that it would show up the right way that they want the dogs to show up against the backgrounds yep. and. I, I I just think it. This is a movie again that you, what you're saying, Sean. The art of what they did gets overlooked so easily because, well, we just want a cartoon, you know, like cartoons, cartoons. Like now it's all digital. Who cares? We could just get we just get cartoons. But back then they had to draw every single thing, every spot, make sure it lined up the right way. Um, and I think that adds so much charm to the animation. There are times that you can see the guidelines of these things on the dogs, and a lot, that it put a lot of people off. I don't think Walt Disney was actually even very pleased with a lot of the animation uh, to a certain degree until they got to a certain point of production. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were put off by this because it was very much a far cry from what you're talking about before, right. like Sleeping Beauty and Snow well, they White. They painted every yeah, single one. every single frame. Yep. And uh, and they were very much put off by it until it finally was a success. But if there's one thing that Walt Disney likes more than than great art, it's yeah. money. If he, yeah, if he likes something gimme, more than gimme, gimme, yeah, color it, green is better is, than any other color you is, could draw. It's better than the color white. That's what he's saying. That man it. loves two things: money and inappropriate sex jokes in kids' movies. Man. He fucking loves that. Hilarious, man. Him. Gotta love Walt Disney. <laughs> praise praise the Lord, Walt Disney. Praise R.I.P. Um, no. And um, you like Walt Disney? I, I don't know. I don't care about him. Well, <laughs> I just know we're going to get a lot of comments, which is yeah, fine. Good. It's fine. Well, tell me Walt Disney wasn't a pervert. You're a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Walt Disney. No. 
<laughs> I'm uh, sorry, actually, I'm just all I know is as I was a kid, people be like, "Look, if you pause yeah, in the Lion King, the leaves make a dick." Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if that's true or not, but it seemed like a lot of coincidences. Turns so, out he was on Epstein's flight logs. Uh, oh no! Oh, <laughs> ooh, t- oh. Walt Disney and Tom Hanks, you stupid idiot liberals. Yeah, he was Dumbo <laughs> to get over there to the island. Oh God! Listen, we've never said anything about politics. We're just talking about movies. It's all we're talking about. Okay. So the cars look cool. <laughs> the cars do look cool. And by the way, I do want to say before we get to a, a, another specific part here, um, we didn't talk. We haven't talked a ton about like Jasper and Horace, like yeah, necessarily. True. But I think they're a, a great driving force, and I think they're actually very funny. Yeah. And I think that their interactions with each other are funny. And Horace is just like, I'm fucking done with this, dude. This is stupid. I'm done. Like, we're, we're in an open-air car, and it's negative 11 <laughs> degrees. I am done. I am not dressed for this. I'm too poor to afford a real good jacket. Like, I'm done, bro. And then Cruella's just like, no, I'm going to threaten you with my skin and bones. It's Cruella's like, like I'm going to make six of these coats. You can have you one. You can have one for springtime. You guys are going to look so good. <laughs> you look so good, dude. And, like, that, that is a big problem. Like, when, they're, when they are just hanging out in the house... Like he's just drinking. I he's like just this eating a lot. sandwiches. It's like a haunted house almost. It seems. It's yeah. like a Scooby Doo set, dude. Almost. It's it definitely to- a Scooby Doo totally set. That is awesome. Is. I yes, that's a great way to put it. And they're just unbothered by it yeah. for the most part. I mean, they're the scariest thing in this house. <laughs> they live yeah. in the devil's house. Yes, they're hanging out there. Um, and I love. I I don't know. Like they are such a driving force to a lot of the anxiety, even though we know they're bumbling idiots, which I think is kind of creative in some character development. Yep. Like they are the ones causing a lot of anxiety just by accident almost Yeah, because they stumble along it. And I love that it's like, we, as we're even getting to this part where it's like, Hey, Jasper, you don't suppose they're uh, disguising themselves. Yeah, it's like, like oh, you no. know what? That's exactly what they did. You idiot. You, you know, stu- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really like, funny. Oh, they figured it out. Oh, no, they did. That's like, oh, thank God. Um, but anyway, you know, it does bring me to my next point. How do you guys feel about um, dogs doing blackface? <laughs> you know, I think it's okay when, that, when, the, when the animals do it because it's not like uh-huh. they're, they're not choosing. Because it's adorable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? They're not. It was the sixties. They're not trying. It's a different time. Training places. They don't know. They're they're innocent. Dogs are innocent. They're all until they perform blackface. (laughs) And like, (laughs) but you know what? Parents' fault. Hey, the the, you know what? The other the the other black dog was okay with it too, though. So Uh, he was in on the joke. I'm saying it's kind of like it's kind of like trading it up. It's uh, like that's my guy right there. You know, it's it's cool. I know Pongo. We go way back, dude. I'll let him do blackface. A lot of my friends are Pongo. Are uh, <laughs> are <our> black Labradors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah oh, I didn't yeah. think about that. Thanks a lot, AJ. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks so, for bringing that into and, my brain. And then there's, you know, he's he's hanging out like, well, every now and again, we, we go down, we hang out with the chocolate Labradors, you know, that kind of thing. The golden ones. Yeah. That's just what these white dogs do. <laughs> and just appropriate. Yeah, you know how Cruella didn't want any of the black dogs. Keep yeah, going. super weird. She only Keep wanted going. the white well, dogs. Yeah. He only, only wanted the white ones with this little. Never mind. God damn it. 
<laughs> Who would have thought of all the episodes we did that 101 Dalmatians was going to be the one? To bring up blackface? Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> sorry. Well, it's just weird, okay? And I think it was strange, and I wanted it to be known that Walt Disney is a sick man. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say something so bad right now. But no, I, no, I don't do it. <laughs> All right, actually, just do it. We'll Bring it, it in, bro. We'll edit it out. We'll bleep this whole oh, yeah, thing out. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll take the whole thing out. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, technically, Pongo's judging people right from the get-go of this movie. Let's yeah, be real, it's guys. It's true, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, that one's too fat. That one's too old. That one's super fucking hot. You, uh, way you, out can, of you can just tell she's a bitch. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, there, that one's safe. We can keep that one. High maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. You broke AJ. You broke him. He's just saying He's broken. It's like fucking bitches. I think that's it for us. I, think, I don't even think we want to talk about Dalmatian plantations uh, or anything. No, we can't. We definitely can't talk about that. <laughs> That's something I know. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We're done. <laughs> Yeah. All right, everybody. Good having you here. We're not even going to give it a modern day rating. We're just going to. You I should. Think. They're so excited to start a plantation. It brought us a tune to our heart. <laughs> thinking about it. Hey, man, separate the art from the artist. All right. <laughs> I never thought that would have happened in 101 Dalmatians, but we're here. What's my crime is on? Let's get, let's get out of here. We're here, and uh, we're going to give it a modern-day rating. We're going to skip AJ. We're going to go right to Sean on this one, let AJ compose himself. What was your modern-day rating of this movie there, Sean? I think this movie's fun. I think it's adorable. I can't wait to show it to my kids. Yeah. Um, I, I watched it with my dogs. They liked it. I liked watching them watch parts of it. Um. Yeah, and like I said, it's uh, I will. It's hard to strip the way uh, the, the nostalgia for this because it's it is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater, um, and but yeah, it, it's a it's a good fun Disney movie. It's cute. Um, I can't see myself watching it, just like popping it on yeah. to enjoy it. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, what did the audience rate it? It was like a seven point something. Seven point uh, three. Seven point three is I'm what the go, audience felt. I'm gonna, I'm right along with them. About seven point two. Seven point two. AJ, what about you, man? Uh, I'll tell you what. All the all the things that we just talked about, <laughs> they still can't take away. You know how special this movie is. Um, <laughs> I don't. Th- I, I do think that once Harrison turns um, two that I'm not going to be showing him any Disney movies because I'm confident that <laughs> Disney movies are the thing that fucked me up in my childhood. <laughs> Mustafa falling away or Mufasa, whatever. Mufasa falling away and just dying. 
What? <laughs> what? It's not funny. It's not funny. Okay. <laughs> um, Cruella de Vil get kind literally trying to skin baby puppies. It's this is freaking. This is the most terrifying world to live in in this ethos, guys. Uh, <laughs> so that being said, um, it is. I think that this has all the element, all the element, all the elements of like a what what a good movie would be. Like a lot of like heartfelt moments, but also like a lot of anxiety. Like you're talking mm-hmm. about, Mike. There is a point where this is like an anxiety ride, mm-hmm. you know, for for watching these dogs go through what they do, and you and you feel a very great connection to a lot of the characters too, even the ones that kind of you know pass us by on their journey home. Um, so. Um, that all being said, I still think it's a it's a great movie. I gave this a nine point one oh one, right? Nostalgically. Yes, you did. Um obviously as an adult, you don't see these movies the same way. And there there can be a little bit of a chore getting through them when you're when you're a grown up. Um <clears throat> that being said, I, I still think it's a great movie and um you gotta talk about it being from nineteen sixty one, still being watched to this day. I think that that certainly merits uh, being a um, an eight point zero five. Nice eight point zero five. I I think this is so hard to rate because it's our first animation. It's our our oldest movie we've done. Uh, I, I like to give a lot of relevance to will I watch this movie again? That's a lot of mm. how I rate this, and like I'm never gonna purposely put this movie on again. Uh, I'm excited to maybe let Willow watch it and watch it with her, but I will never on purpose be like, man, I'm caught up on everything I want to watch. Let's put in, <laughs> let's put in $101. $101. Let's, let's watch it's it. It's time. <clears throat> and that's, that's the tough part for me. And I had, and again, it's kind of like the musicals, like little shop of sure. horror. Like I'm just not really like an animation guy, especially when we have what we have now. Yeah. You're like, it's really hard to almost go back and watch some of this and just be like, yeah, but I respect everything it did at the time. I kind of had to find a movie that I I wanted to compare this to in our that we've done something that came close to it. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, even then, uh, I I picked Willy Wonka for okay. some reason. I just felt like that it checks out. That was the best way to compare it, and I don't think it was as good as Willy Wonka was. So I've got to go a little less than that. I'm actually going to be a five point zero five on this. Fair. Like I appreciate everything it it, it is, but I just. As an overall movie, it's like, nah, that's not really for me. We didn't actually talk about the fact that there isn't much musical element to no. it. You know, a lot of these a lot of these movies at the time had like songs here, yep. like almost throughout the whole movie. And this mm. one was like one of the first ones that almost had just all dialogue. Yeah. Which you, is cool about it. It would be really it would be almost strange to me seeing these dogs doing the singing after they're doing so much talking. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, And uh, that's going to give it, as our group modern day rating, a 6.77, which, interestingly enough, will pop that into the 101th spot. No shit? Yes. <laughs> you got to be fisting me. 101th <laughs> Get spot, out. my friends, and that is just barely above Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Swear to God, we did not. Did you do that on it. purpose? No. That's amazing. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. That's crazy. In fact, we're, yeah, we're really good at this. We're really fucking good at this. We're so good at this. <laughs> so I just want to let you know that's if you if you made it this far, you you had a really good second half wow. to this whole show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you, just gonna throw it out. You got there. what you came for oh, eventually. Man. Yeah, the second act was great. Uh, <laughs> third act, yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. We discuss. 
2000s road trip. And then we move on to Heathers. So please get ready for that. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Goodfellas. Come on. Was our wow. movie. And I thought we had a lot of fun with that one. That was oh, a good episode. So go check that boy, bad boy out. And there's one other thing I wanted to mention. A lot of times, I don't know if you guys get this. People will text me and be like, oh, man, you really got to do Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Or, man, I hope you do Speed someday. It's like. We've done so many movies by now that if you go to confusebreakfast.com, you can look at our ratings there. That's one of the best ways to see what movies we've done. Oh, yeah. Not just to see our ratings, but just go, oh, wow, they've done that. Mm-hmm. And then you can search it on our on our app or on our YouTube and watch it there. So I, I just want to remind people of that. Boom. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Guys, oh, thank you for joining us through our first soiree uh, through the Disney world of movies, animated movies. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys leaving us a rating, five stars wherever you are, and uh, you know, write us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, social media, find us there, at Confused Breakfast. Just search for Confused Breakfast, guys. I'm sure you're going to see some great clips coming from this on our social media. And uh, please, make sure you check us out on YouTube. We've got it again, the new studio. We're in the thick of it in our new home. Check it out there, guys. Humble abode. Yeah, baby. Go to confusedbreakfast.com as well to see the merch that we have. You can get some shirts to put on your back. You can get some koozies at Not Your Father's Beer Shirts at his Instagram. Go check that out. Cool off your drinks. You can go to the same damn website I mentioned and see the ratings that we've done for the movies that we've covered. You can see AJ's. You can see mine. You can see Mike's. You can see the shows overall. I love you. Goodbye. Two ways to directly support this podcast. Number one, support our sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. Every plate, when you go get something from them, that supports our podcast and puts something cool into your pocket. And also go to patreon.com slash breakfast to directly sponsor this show and get some super cool perks. We are part of the Upload Media Group. They are producing this show in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We got Craig back on the controls. UploadMediaGroup.com. And we're on the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at Cloud10.fm. That's it for us. See you the fuck later. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.